Welcome to Fit Inspired Mama Podcast. I am your host, Nishma Karim. I started to podcast so I can allow myself to be me and to talk about life, love, expectations, and so much more. But now, I also allow women to express who they are, the challenges they have gone through, and what lessons we have learned in life. Women are fighters. We can fight our own freedom and decide what we want. No matter what we go through, we dust ourselves off, get back up, and fight even harder. This is my podcast. Come and listen in as we inspire you one episode at a time. Thank you again so much for listening on Fit Inspired Mama podcast. Today's guest speaker is Sabira Kanji. She is a clinical psychologist and a family therapist, and she takes online individual and family therapist sessions. So I'm very, very excited to have her. I have her today talking to us about mental health and the effects that it has on all of us and how we can actually try and figure out if there is something that we can do to help us at home with mental health. I think she has a lot of information and I believe there's so much that she can do to help. So here is Sabira. I cannot wait for you to hear our conversation. Thank you so much for being here on Fit Inspired Mama today. I am talking to Sabira and I'm so excited to have her here on my podcast. And the reason why is because today's topic is so emotional to me. The topic we're going to be talking about is mental health and how it affects the people around us and and living around us. So this is a really huge topic when it comes to me because I've had mental health issues when I had my first child and it's so important to know about this, especially when you might be going through it or some of your family members are going through it. So thank you, Sabira, for being here. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, what you do, so then we know exactly uh, what your background is before we start our conversation. Yeah, thank you so much, Nishma, for having me over. I'm Sabira Kanji, and I'm originally um, from Pakistan. Uh, and then uh, I went to UK for my master's and now I'm living in Iran for the past 14 years. And by profession, I'm a clinical psychologist and a family therapist. That's- and I'm a mother of a nine-year-old son as well. <laughs> we need to make sure we say that, right? We have to say, yeah. yes, you're a mother. <laughs> this is Part all... Of my identity. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I was going to ask you something. Give us an idea what mental health is. Yeah. So mental health is, you know, uh, it is the psychological, emotional and social aspect of your well-being. So it's not just like, you know, if I say I'm mentally healthy or I'm mentally well, does not mean that I'm a person who doesn't have any mental health health issues. There is It goes far beyond that. It's everything to do with how you feel about yourself, your own self-concept, how you relate with people, how you cope in stress, how you, you know, see the world your belief system is a lot more than just, you know, being, let's say, having no mental illness. You know, that's the first thing that comes in our mind, but it's not that. It, like, impacts your whole life, how you think, how you act, how you feel. So it's all related to your mental health. 
That's, that's amazing. Uh, mental health is basically is everything from the time you wake up in the morning to the time that you end the day. And yeah. the way we think, the way we feel, uh, the way we eat, um, everything goes into this mental health. And it's so important for us to know little, little things about it, because this is going to yeah. help us in our daily lives, right? What are some of the signs and symptoms of mental health? Yeah, so if we talk about, you know, ment being mentally healthy, yeah, it's not that people who are mentally healthy are always happy or are always, you know, smiling and have a pleasant mood. It's not that. It's just that yeah. people who are, you know, mentally healthy accept their emotions. You know, they may, you know, all of us have uh, faced emotions, like thousands of emotions in one day. We have thousands of thoughts in our day, you know, from morning to night. They might be positive, they might be negative, but mentally healthy people, they're, you know, they accept their emotions, they accept their thoughts as being part of themselves, they acknowledge it, validate it, and, you know, even if it's negative or it doesn't really matter if it's negative or positive, they are able to validate and understand what they're going through. So that's what, you know, one main thing that differentiates people from being mentally healthy and from people who, you know, who might be having any kind of, uh, you know, mental disturbance. And another thing is that, you know, when it comes to relationships, they have a few positive, good relationships. They can show their love. They can, you know, have this compassion for others. They can uh, uh, not only express their positive emotions for others, but also empathize with others. So this is one of the qualities that, you know, their uh, perception to others is quite, you know, welcoming and positive. So even if they're having a hard day, yeah, they accept their emotions and then they're able to, you know, differentiate, okay, what is in my control? What is not in my control? And then whatever is in their control, they're able to, you know, cope well with it. Instead of, you know, just uh, ranting about how, you know, miserable life is or how, you know, uh, they feel kind of under stressful conditions so usually they can cope with their stressful lives and even if uh, they are in an unhealthy relationship they are able to get out of it they can realize that okay this is a toxic relationship and I have to put my foot down and you know leave so it's not that they don't go through issues they go through a lot of issues they might yeah anyone can it doesn't really have to be someone who is uh, let's say mentally not well or mentally not that healthy but their coping strategies are good enough for them to cope, you know, with time, they become resilient. So that is also one of the signs of uh, people who are mentally healthy. So they are resilient, and they can they acknowledge their abilities, they can get support. So they've got a, a circle of friends or people who support them who understand them. And then you know, they together, they can work it out and leave that situation or cope with that situation in a healthy way. So these are a few uh, signs that, you know, people who are mentally healthy usually have. And moreover, you know, they have a purpose of life. Like, you know, they are connected with their purpose of life. They have a connection with the universe. It's not like living a robotic life, you know, just, you know, waking up in the morning, doing their rituals and going to bed and that's it. Their life has more than, you know, more than that. They offer you and themselves more than that. They have a purpose. They, you know, look into themselves. Okay, why am I here? What do I need to do? What is my role? And that's what uh, makes their life quite fulfilling. Mental health, I think, is such a big topic, hey? There's so much to yeah. put together when you come to mental health. 
someone that can be negative in, in any way and not able to cope to understand what's really happening, can get angry, can get frustrated, can yeah. get emotional. I think I was at that point where my life where something small would trigger me and I would go out of proportion and I would not be able to understand why I'm feeling that way. Uh, I yeah. feel also mental health goes very hand in hand in comparison to other people, jealousy, not being able to be where you want to be because you're comparing yourself to yeah. people around you. Um, mental health can also deplete yourself, self-love. You don't love yourself. You have issues with understanding what's um, what what you love about yourself. And if you even don't love yourself, you can't take care of the people around you. You can't love the people around you. Right. So I think it all goes hand in hand. So when I ask you, yeah, sorry. And you know, when, when you said that, I just remember that many of us, you know, we uh, kind of are people pleasers. And for a long time, many of us have lived that life of, you know, okay, not saying no to anything, not defining our boundaries thinking that okay you know this is how I should be you know especially in uh, our culture like you know South Asian people you know we have we've been brought up with with this idea of kind of you know just doing what others tell you what elders tell you what you know uh, let's say parents tell you and then you you know you don't really think with your own mind and you don't really know what you want in life and you're kind of lost you have never said no or you know you think it's a, it's disrespectful or you shouldn't be doing it so, and, you know, uh, one of the signs for a person who is mentally healthy is actually, you know, saying no when that person has, because you can't just give and give when you're empty yourself. Yeah, you need your container to be full for you to help others or to be there for your family, for your, you know, uh, loved ones. Otherwise, you know, just like you said, if you are not uh, there, you know, you don't really, you have all these negative emotions and you don't really know what you want, then you can't help or, you know, be there for others at all. That's right. Yes. The thing is that with mental health, it do you think there's a lot to do with genetics or is it some kind of basic, is there a trigger to that? Is it environmental trigger? Is it um, to, you know what I mean? Like, do they, they, are they born with it? What, how does it actually happen? So it's, you know, this is a, like a debate that has been going on for years and years, like, you know, nurture or nature. So, you know, there are obviously, it's a combination of both. So if you are gen, if you have the genes, obviously we can't negate that the genes, you know, don't exist at all. If you have the genes that, you know, whether it's like, you know, you have depression in the family or anxiety disorder or any sort of disorder, uh, chances are that you might, you know, uh, transfer it to your next generation. But many times what happens is you might have the genes, you might have the genetic disposition, but the environment is favorable. So, you know, that uh, that disorder or that mental illness will not come up. But if the ne- environment, let's say, is quite negative or you have you are going through a stressful uh, uh, position in your life or something stressful has happened, then you'll see, you know, that's when most people, you know, who have a genetic disposition start showing their symptoms. But it's not that you always have a genetic predisposition. Sometimes it's just environmental factors. It could be, you know, toxic parenting. It could be trauma, childhood abuse, or, you know, nothing as major as that. It could be just, uh, you know, something to do with, let's say, hormonal imbalance, like in postpartum depression, or it could be just purely, you know, environmental factors or anything. You know, it's never this or that. 
That's that's so good to know because when you come across someone that has mental health or any kind of issues that they're going through, it's so difficult to really know if they are going through it or not because outside sometimes they feel like that they're happy, but inside they're like crying and they're like not they're not internally happy. Do you know you know what I mean? Like you could tell sometimes by just being with someone if there's something else going on. Yeah, it's not like a physical illness when you know the wound is visible or you know you can tell that okay, this person has gone through a surgery or has a you know even the symptoms are so so invisible the person himself or herself you know realizes it quite later on in the stage when things are kind of out of control you know there are times when people around you might notice that you're not the same but then you are in denial or you 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 say no it's just a phase i'm just not in a good mood or no i'm fine you know uh, because uh, because of the stigma and because of the you know awareness being low we might be in a denial state for long then you know not accepting that yes something is wrong with me i need help and we see that a lot of times like in my uh, in my experience whenever i get clients you know they they come up to me and say oh i've been like this for let's say four years and i thought you know it will just go away but it doesn't go away just like you know any physical illness doesn't go away itself you need treatment for it similarly any mental illness or you know disturbance won't just you know go away you have to you know confront with your thoughts your feelings your emotions you know what where what aspect of your life is it impacting and then only you can you know uh, accept help and move forward you know because it is a lot of hard work it's not like you just go to the therapist or you know uh you just talk about it and it goes away no it does need hard work effort motivation and a lot of factors you need support obviously so yeah you know the more you leave it uh the worse it gets you feel that um are there medications that people use for mental health or do you think holistically there's other better ways of actually working on mental health compared to just um western medication you know men, men, when it comes to medication obviously it's a shortcut yeah it's like you just uh, take the medicines and you know you the symptoms start improving and you say oh wow at least you know i can sleep let's say depression or at least i can sleep better at least i'm eating better at least i'm not crying let's say <laughs> yeah. but then you're not actually you're not actually dealing uh, with the, you know with what what happened to you you know how can you let's say you know you can't have the medications for a long period of time because of their uh, side effects as well so you know what what is triggering it what around you has changed why do you feel this way you know there's a lot of uh, things going on in you that's why you came up with a illness but again uh, there are times when both both you know therapy and medication have to go side by side because sometimes you know you do need medication and uh, although there's a lot of uh, stigma around it uh, but for a short term you may require medications to come to the position where you can actually talk about yourself and come to therapy and at least get to that position but yeah. obviously with mental mental health it's not just you know just going for therapy or just doing one thing yeah it's mental health is it's obviously your mind is connected to your body so you know having exercise you know uh, having proper sleep having a good you know daily routine all these factors will help and will contribute to your mental health what's what's the stigma around i know you had talked a little bit about it what is the stigma around mental health uh, mental illness and uh, seeking help what is what what is that 
I think it's uh, to do, you know, with a lot to do with uh, this idea that people have that, you know, uh, people who go to psychologists or uh, therapists are somewhat crazy. You know, the first thing that comes to their mind is this crazy person talking to himself, hallucinating or is delusional or has these weird ideas, you know, and, you know, a part of it is also to do with, I don't know, the way media portrays uh people you know when they want to show people who are mentally unwell you know they go to the extremes and show people who are schizophrenic or are being elect you know are having electric uh, ect and all that uh, and it's not only that it's also you know like the way we see other people around us like if if we have someone who is let's say going through depression or anxiety and if we find out oh this person is seeking help uh, unfortunately, you know, we kind of become judgmental about them. The old, oh, you know, she's not, or he's not all right, or there's something wrong with him or her, which is, you know, uh, you know, therap- if a person is going to, to a therapist, it could be just, you know, that he or she wants to understand more about himself or so, you know, she wants to dig into these, uh, let's say, childhood experiences that he or she has, or, you know, it could be several reasons. It's like, Going to a therapist doesn't mean that you have something, uh, something majorly wrong with you. It's and you know, wrong is not the correct word to use. It's like you know, all of us might need to go to therapy. In fact, we should go to a therapist so that we can learn more about ourselves. You know, I think there's no one in this planet who doesn't think about why they are, you know, they react in certain way or why they're not able to express certain emotions or why do they struggle with, let's say, uh, saying no. You know. There are so many things that we want to know about ourselves. And sometimes it's just like, you know, it's just going to a professional who is trained in that area. But because of the stigma, many people, even if they come, like I've got clients who come and they don't want people to know. So their first concern is that, you know, is it confidential, which obviously it is, but still it's their uh, concern and they want to make sure that I'm not going to uh, tell anyone, you know, that they are seeking help because you know people might think they are crazy or something and you know we have to break the stigma ourselves you know Uh, if we see people around us who are struggling you know just just for you know take a moment and try to listen to that person without any judgments or without you know trying to give direct uh, let's say solutions or sometimes we use gaslighting you know oh it's no big deal you know even I've been through it or sometimes we say things like, you know, oh, at least you have got this and that. At least you have got a supportive husband. But, you know, that's not what you or he wants at that time. You know, he or she is feeling, let's say, miserable. And just validating or just being there for that person, you know, makes a hell lot of difference. The thing I understand, I understand what you're going through. Being more empathy, yeah, yeah. you know, with yeah, them. Exactly. Understanding that, you know, what, what they're saying you can understand what that feeling is, what's happening to them. And I think it's so important because when we start giving our advice to everyone, when they're giving you problems, it starts to trigger something else in the mind. And we don't want that to happen. Right. And they might just shut shut off. Yeah. Like if you tell me, oh, at least you have this and that, I might say, okay, I won't say anything, you know, about how I'm feeling because this person doesn't understand. This person thinks that I am, you know, being sensitive or I'm being a drama queen or something 
Yeah, no, and it, it's absolutely true. You know, growing up a little bit more, I realized that everyone has their own journey in their life and everyone has issues in their own little world that they have. And whatever that issue is, even if it's mental health, we have to allow them to be who they are because that is the stage that they need to be in. And that is the stage that they need to grow out of on their own. We can't be there to tell them how to do it, but we can be their support. I think that's the next question that I had for you was how can a loved one help someone with mental health is honestly just being there for them. Yeah, it's just being there for them. And then if, you know, they're struggling with getting help, so, you know, just support them and uh, be there for them, ask them, you know, open-ended questions so that they can express more because, you know, they might have never expressed how they feel or never have even maybe kind of asked themselves, what do I feel? You know, this this question might, may sound simple that how do you feel or how, what do you think or you know, how do you think you can get out of this? You know, it might, but they might not have answers for it. Yeah. But just being open to what they're feeling and maybe asking them, how do you want me to help? Yeah. Because you don't want to uh, be extra, you know, uh, kind of, you know, they might kind of uh, back back out because they, they get over, they might get overwhelmed with all these questions. So just ask them, how do you want me to help you? You know, and then maybe introducing slowly to someone who could help them professionally, because as I said, you know, just giving advices uh, out of, you know, let's say Googling it and t- sharing things. And, you know, that's not always helpful when it comes to mental health, just like, you know, for, for physical health, you have, you have to go and visit a specialist. So same for mental health. And, you know, it might be that uh, this person might need a therapist. This person might need medicine. This person might need, Uh, other kind of uh, help you know uh, not uh, one therapy or one kind of treatment works for all so it's as you said you know it's a journey healing itself is a journey and you know not everything works for everyone so it could be like you know maybe this person went for let's say cognitive behavioral therapy but it didn't work but you know he or she feels better when she goes to let's say uh, something more uh, into you know like mm, what do you call it more holistic or more uh, let's say a herbal kind of uh, it depends upon the person yeah it's meditation or let's say yoga or exercise could be more helpful for let's say a person who is under stress but for one person you know, they might not connect with meditation or yoga and that person might see, feel that no journaling helps me or no talking helps me or no just you know uh, having a routine helps me so it could be uh, you know, it's just, it's trial and error. And sometimes, you know, during your healing journey, you might feel you're at a dead end and you're not, uh, you know, it's not working for you. So, okay, you take reverse and try something else. So it's, you know, a journey and it's a lifelong process. But if there is a medical, uh, sorry, a mental illness, obviously that needs uh, you to have medication. Like if you've got suicidal ideation, God forbid, or you are, you know, self-harming or something really, something major then you know if you if you're uh, if you notice this with the if your loved one is going through this stage and obviously that person might need immediate help that person might need to go into uh, medication so you know you have to be very uh, active and take action at that point because you know suicidal ide- ideation and that it could you know be very harmful or, you know, you see a woman who is going through abuse, let's say a loved one, you know, you notice that she's having, let's say, physical injury or 
uh, is not this the, the way she used to be and you you suspect any kind of violence then maybe you know you need to inform someone uh, because that person's uh, well-being and life might be in danger that's so true it's it's so difficult to to be where you are at and you know knowing what what kind of help you really need and that's yeah. really good that you did point that out i think for me i think when you look at mental health i think we are you know when someone's listening to this conversation i feel like as if maybe at some point we may think that we have issues of our own or we have problems that we you know we're at home we can't sleep very well we have anxiety we have stress we're tired we get angry very quickly, you know, minor little things that do affect us as mental health as a regular day to day basis, always in a rush, always trying to figure, you know, get from one place to another, never have that moment to just be us and to relax and take that deep breath. So when I ask you, what are some of the ways that we can boost our low self esteem and keep symptoms under control so that while we're at home, we feel like ourselves more? Yeah. So it's not, as you said, like, you know, uh, life has become like, you know, it's always in a rush. We are always in a rush doing something or the other, whether it's for ourselves or others, or, you know, mentally we are, our mind is always occupied and, you know, just taking that moment, being there for yourself. Okay. What am I feeling? What, what, what am I, you know, going through? Why am I in such a rush? Or, you know, what am I trying to achieve with, you know, where am I, where, where am I going? You know, that itself, uh, just journaling that, or, you know, just, taking a back seat, taking a deep breath and observing what you're feeling, observing what you're thinking. Yeah. That kind of really helps your, to connect to yourself, to what you are. And uh, one thing with, when it comes to self-esteem, you know, it is usually a negative kind of thought. Yeah. You think that, Oh, I'm not good enough or, Oh, you know, uh, today I didn't do enough. I'm, uh, I have no friends. Let's say all these negative things that come into our head, uh, you know, just thinking about them. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah, just thinking about your thought also helps. And then, kind of modifying or challenging that thought. That why am I thinking this way? You know, uh, when you try to gather evidence around it, you'll see it's not that. You know, it is not true. It's just like you know, sometimes our minds just think in black and white, or we just catastrophize one thing. Like if I'm not doing let's say uh, good in one aspect of my life I feel horrible about myself you know that's how my self-esteem will you know go down the drain so being in touch with why you know what what you think and why you think what you think really helps and sometimes it's also to do with how you were brought up maybe you know you your parents were very critical about you so you know you have uh, it it has become your voice and you know you, you start criticizing yourself all the time you know, just reminding yourself, okay, you don't need to be so hard on yourself. Uh, that's not you. It's just your critical voice. And you are more than that voice. You are more than those thoughts. You are much more than that. You know, just reminding yourself. And then also, if, if there are people around you who are very negative or, you know, who are criticizing or labeling or shaming or blaming you, you know, just staying away from them and being with people who you can relate to more who are there for you who accept you as you are that surely makes a lot of difference in um, boosting your self-esteem and then doing things you know that are challenging and let's say you know if someone feels that oh i'm not good enough i'm not good at anything 
then you know obviously there are things that everyone is good at yeah uh, you just have to discover what you're good at so you know when you find that that thing and when you challenge yourself that okay i'm going to do it and when you are successful so you know just celebrating that okay wow i did it you know so that's kind of changing the script your script if your script always was like oh i'm not good enough so that's you know taking up a challenge and uh, becoming su- successful in it will kind of um, boost your self esteem and unfortunately these days you know our self esteem has been <laughs> tied to things like being productive and to being you know uh, you know maybe it's also to do with your okay, being educated being uh, xyz having so many followers it's become very quantitative yeah you know having a degree and all but you know we are all more than that you know we are not just our degrees and our education and our successes in numbers you know just i think success uh, is you know your self esteem should be more than that not just you know what others think of you uh you know just coping well with a stressful situation is also a big success i think you know just in the pandemic we saw like people just couldn't uh, deal with it you know uh, it was something that everyone faced but we all reacted differently you know uh, so a person who who uh, on the front looked very successful very self contained and you know uh, achieving every day that person when it when the routine or let's say you know with the uncertainty that the pandemic brought you know that person was lost it, they, they didn't, didn't know how to cope with this new thing whereas another person who might appear okay this person is uh, uh, maybe not that successful as you know as per definition of the society but that person was very uh, controlled and found new hobbies and you know we see a lot of people you know in this pandemic kind of uh, progressed in many ways and they achieved many things so you know it's not always uh, what we think uh, self esteem is attached it's about how you cope how you relate it's not always to do with you know uh, just being successful at workplace or just being successful as a mother or just being successful as you know so many roles it's everything is the way you cope is the way you take care of your physical health it's the way you take care of your mental health your relationships a lot of it is to do you know there's much more to it that's so beautifully said and you said it so nicely and it's it makes so much sense it's not just about you know one thing is about your whole body and when i say the whole body is a holistic nutrition as i always say it's your it comes to your body your soul and your mind you know what i mean yeah. like you put all those three together and you've got this wholeness of yourself and i i'm so proud of you just saying that in different words but you said it mm-hmm. and it's, it's amazing uh, what i do and i wanted to share with me is um the day to day chores and the things that we go through every single day is a lot of work i wake up i take yeah. the, you know i get the kids ready i get them to school i bring them back home i i'm cooking i'm cleaning i'm i'm getting things ready in the house um i am a stay home mom i do all that stuff but what makes me feel more relieved and happy and and in the moment is i take 3 hours every time and i put that alarm on my phone and that alarm will like go off and that will remind me okay it's your mental health state nish you need to yeah. take a moment breathe and i will take the deepest breath and i will have my eyes closed and i will listen to whatever i can hear outdoors 
And then I'll look around and say, what is it do I have around me? Who's around me right now? What am I so blessed with? You know, and I start thinking about all those things and feel so much gratitude around what's happening. And then I'll go back to whatever I'm finishing. Now I have more, I have more energy to finish off the task that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just something that's a technique. Yeah. It's a technique called mindfulness that, you know, just being there in the present because, you know, we are always in a rush and doing things and we are not actually, you know, we don't take that moment, you know, just to be present, you know, just to take, as you said, you know, just breathe and be there, you know, and that is really important. Yeah. So mindfulness or just deep breaths or anything like, you know, when we say me time doesn't mean that, you know, take a, you know, one hour away from home and go for a spa or something. It's, you know, just giving those two minutes to yourself, five minutes to yourself uh, and just being there just for yourself, you know, just be there at the present moment, which is very helpful. Yeah, I love it. I love our real conversation. I love everything that you have to say, Sabira. And I'm just going to ask you, you know, anyone that's listening to this will probably want to get a hold of you or contact you in some way. What is the best way that they can contact you at? I think the best way is Instagram because I'm pretty much there. Uh, I'm I'm not there uh, very much in Facebook, but Instagram, yeah, my handle is healandrise.withsabira. And yeah, you can always uh, message me and I'll I'll surely uh, come back to you. That's amazing. I will have your Instagram feed uh, information on my description below. So I want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for talking. I just loved thank your energy. You so much. <laughs> thank you so much for having me here. Thank you so much. It You're was so a welcome. Sabira has been one of my biggest stars the moment I started Fit Inspired mm-hmm. Mama. Actually, I don't even think it was Fit Inspired Mama at the time. It was Shred and Sweat with Nish at the time until yeah, yeah. I changed my name back <laughs> to Fit Inspired Mama. And she's been my number one fan. And I've loved her ever since. <laughs> and then when I got to know what she actually does, I was so intrigued to bring her on and saying, hey, Sabira, we need to have this conversation and bring you to the woman tribe. It's amazing to have you here. So thank, thank you, you so much. much. Anyone it's that is pleasure. listening, anyone that's just listening, please make sure you do subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe below. It's so important to me. And if you are also on my podcast listening, please do subscribe. If you love the show, this is what makes me happy. And this is what makes me happy to get you motivated and to be who I am. I'm allowing myself to be me and to motivate you to be the best version of yourself. So again, thank you so much for everyone that's here. Thank you for listening in. I will see you guys all next week. Have a great day.